And thanks for joining us now on KVCR for KVC Arts, arts and entertainment, as well as the people and places providing it. I'm David Fleming. On this edition of the program, we welcome once again Chris Thayer. Chris was on the previous edition of the program talking about a couple of recent novels, as well as one about to be out. And now, music. I saw it coming from a mile away But something told me that I had to stay And satisfy curiosity Indulging this insanity Now the hours creep by I can't eat and I can't sleep I feel sorry for you The day it hits you You can't get back what you've thrown away That's the price This all, in a way, comes from a Facebook post sometime in the relatively recent past. Sure. There was this grid of 20 CDs. <laughs> wow. Because I know it took you by surprise as well once you saw them all laid out there. Sure. I think I'm reaching an age where I'm looking back on what I've created. Sure. And yeah. I kind of wanted to see what I've done up to this point. It's just a little poster that I made. And I put the dates below, and it was kind of like funny, like I died or something in 2021. <laughs> but it was kind of my like, this is a chapter, and I've completed this chapter, and let's go on to the next chapter and do new stuff. But this was everything I had recorded and released publicly between 95, I guess, Mm. and 2021. So it's a lot of material and a lot of varied material with different projects. Yeah, varied indeed. Are these in chronological order, too? I believe they are. I tried my best to put them in some sort of chronological order. so. So Stillwater Black, then. That was releases here. When and what was this? Okay, so Stillwater Black, I started out as a blues musician, which is so weird, but my first real band was a blues band. You know, I did a couple gigs with other things before then, but I don't know how I found myself as a blues player. I guess it just was something that was natural for me. But I was in high school, and then I graduated, and I came back to help out on a musical, and I met Ahmed and Sam Piersdorf. And we just sort of hit it off and we started working on songs and it became this alternative rock band in the mid to late 90s. And we made some pretty cool music that a lot of people still listen to, which is amazing to me that people still listen to those albums. I get messages all the time like, oh, it's such a great record. So we're super proud. We recorded the first one, which is, it's not very good. Uh, But it was called The Last Virtuous Lady of Athens, and it has runes on it, which is completely not Greek. And I don't know what we... It's got a mixture of all this nonsense. But the seeds were there. And then we released Adam, and Adam was kind of our big album. We performed all over the place with it, and we did a lot of opening spots, and it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, as bands tend to do, it just sort of ended, and people went their ways. Is that the one with the stork on yes. the cover? Yes, and that art design on that was a friend of mine named Thomas Weevil, and we continue to keep in touch. He's my guitar nerd cool. buddy. You know, okay. if like, I'll get a new guitar, I'll send him a picture. He'll send me the new oh, pedal sure. that he bought or whatever. Oh, yeah. So we nerd out on gear. Okay. We're going to tackle these pretty much in chronological order then. We've got the Chris Thayer band Phoenix and then Chris Thayer chasing Venus. Similar theme, you know, bands sort of form and they play for a while and then people leave and things have to change. And I really wanted to have a project that was a band. But because of 
Stillwater Black, I decided I wasn't going to be dependent on other people. If I had my name in it, it would mm. always be me. I wouldn't have to worry about people coming and going. Okay. That was my thinking then. It was just kind of a self-preservation thing. And Phoenix mm -hmm. was sort of me rising from the ashes of Stillwater Black. Oh, so okay. that's where it came from, which, you know, is super pretentious. But no, no. I even got a tattoo of a phoenix on my back that was oh, cool. sort of a, a tribal-looking design that I did. It was very painful losing Stillwater Black because we pinned a lot of our hopes on that. And mm. uh, it just sort of ended and it was hard. So we did Phoenix, and I again played with the person that gave me my first guitar, Kevin Swan, who is a phenomenal guitar player and continues to be a good friend. He was part of the group and a couple of other guys, and we recorded these five songs. And then a couple guys left, and then I had to basically look at it again. I was like, well, I guess it's just me. Mm. So okay. that's where the next album came from. I have okay. a history of, I don't want to wait on other people. Right, okay. If other people don't want to deliver, I'm going to do it anyway. I can't let other people keep me from getting things done. It's just a character flaw or maybe it's an asset, but yeah. that's kind of the secret to me getting things done is that I just don't want to wait for other people to make my things happen. So that's where just using my okay. name was the idea. And honestly, Chasing Venus, that's the second version of that album because okay. I had basically finished it and my hard drive crashed. Oh, no. So I lost the entire album. So I had to go back and re-record all of the songs, and it spawned some new songs, which include the first track, Starting Over, which is basically okay. what that's all about. Honestly, that album was a huge turning point for me because at that point, I had gotten married. I had become an instant father because I had two stepdaughters. And you can see a lot of that change in my writing. You've got songs that are basically like a lullaby to the kids, which was genuinely a lullaby to the kids, oh, um, nice. which is called Running. You've got Impossible, the love song to my wife. And, you know, I had a friend of mine, Cindy Alexander, perform that song at our wedding. Hmm. It was definitely a big album for me, and I played those songs. I continue to play those songs. You know, if I go somewhere just solo by myself, I'll play those songs. Very special album to me. I know that at some point there was an iteration of the Chris Thayer band which opened up for Styx, and I remember you noting that of all of the various bands you've ever opened for, they, at the time, were the only ones who came out and checked out your gig. And didn't it, Tommy yeah. Shaw or even somebody came up to you and said, hey, nice gig or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember which one of the band members did, but yeah, they actually came out and watched a sound check. And it's kind of rare. There's very few artists, and I've played with a lot of different artists. Very few stand out to me as taking care of the opening act. Styx was one that actually showed a genuine interest. Little River Band was very cool. Mm, I opened nice. up for them last minute in Modesto, which was how I knew that my wife was going to be my wife, is I got this last minute gig with the help of former bass player of Stillwater Black, Sam Piersdorf, who is living in Modesto. I got this gig opening up for Little River Band. And I 
told my girlfriend at the time, actually, I don't even think we were exclusive. She was just a girl that I happened to be dating. I said, well, why don't you fly up and watch the show and we'll drive back together? Because it was, you know, this mini tour that I was doing up the Northwest. Cool. And she flew up and we drove back. And it was at that point I knew she was the one. Anyway, back to Sticks, Little River Band. Probably my favorite thing, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. It's okay. The last iteration of the Chris Thayer Band Mm -hmm. that I've had. We opened up for the Doobie Brothers. Oh, nice. And the four of us in the band, we were trying to watch the Doobies on stage, but we wanted to see them from the balcony because we didn't have seats. So we just went up to the balcony of the Fox Theater, and we were trying to watch, you know, just a song. And the ushers wouldn't let us sit there. Like, you don't have a ticket. Like, there's nobody up here. Like, what's what does it matter? I'm not trying to get front row so they kicked us out of the balcony i said well i'm going to show you so we went up on stage and watched from the wings and the bass player who is sadly passed his name was mike lawler super great super talented guy he was a big fan of doobie brothers and he actually sang on stage with chicago he won a contest oh, cool. uh, at one point so anyway we're standing backstage and the roadie says hey what's the name of the band and we told him and they come out to do their encore and they say, hey, we want to thank Chris Thayer Band for sharing the stage with us tonight. We want to invite them out to sing our encore with us. And I'm like, that's really cool. And then reality set in. I didn't know the words. So Listen we're all pushing music. Mike out in front of us because he at least knows the song. <laughs> and it ended up being listen to the music. So all we had to do was, whoa, 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 listen whoa, to the music whoa. and we were okay. <laughs> so that's the brilliance of Doobie Brothers not putting people out there that maybe don't know their songs. I am since a huge fan and I have massive respect for the Doobie Brothers. Sister Hazel was another one that gave us a shout out. Oh, wow. And they're okay. a huge influence on my pop stuff. Anyway, okay. there's been a few. Most of them just kind of go out and they play and they leave. Long story short. No. This show is all about the long story. Sure, so that's sure, great. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I need to write an autobiography about my experience in music because there's been so many great stories. You and do. it's not like I'm a household name or anything, but I've been doing it for a long time. And there's just been so many incredible moments throughout the course of my 30 plus years playing music. Okay, so next on the grid, we finally get to my introduction to you was through Big Pop and the TCB. After maybe six releases, this became Chris Thayer and the TCB. Sure, sure. Can we remind folks, though, of a tune from the first Big Pop release? <laughs> if we must. If yes, we must. We should. Well, so, they'll remember it. They didn't realize. To be honest, Big Papa and the TCB was never meant to be a permanent name. It was something I just threw out because we were going to go play a gig somewhere just for fun and play a bunch of covers. We used it a few times, and then we recorded this CD, and the people from Papa John's contacted us, and then they ended up using one of the songs, Go Big Papa, for their ad campaign. It became a national ad campaign for like three years they used this thing. So at that point I was stuck, you know? (laughs) And this name that was never meant to be a permanent thing was very permanent. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it was just a placeholder. Oh no, it's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's a ridiculous name. I mean, who am I? Big Papa? Seriously? Uh, theater persona. I didn't I, see it as too far-fetched because sure, of your theater background. Sure. And 
Well, and it comes from a friend of mine, another musician, Mike Park, who went under the name Oso Ray. When I got married, I became an instant father, and he would jokingly call me, what's going on, Big Papa? Mm. You know, and that sort of stuck, and it was sort of a joke. But yeah, and the TCB kind of hinting back to Aretha Franklin, respect, mm. TCB. Taking care um, of business. Which, interestingly, I noted this at some point. We had the Chris Thayer Band, which is the CTB, yeah. and then this one, the TCB. It's quite confusing. It, it's the it, reason I started using me. CW. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, there it, it is. Because it helps people to understand and, and compartmentalize a little bit. <laughs> so as a writer, I am CW. As a stand-up, I am CW. Just so I can keep them all straight. If I were more creative, I would come up with more interesting band names than Big Papa. Honestly, I grew to really detest the persona of Big Papa, and and that's why I made the change. We reached a logical point where we were changing gears musically and yeah, yeah. we went for a more modern sound and a more true to what I want to do sound. Whereas Big Papa was sort of a throwback to the swing era and it was sort of a parody. And as I wanted to be more genuine, I didn't want to be a character or a caricature. So that's where the change came in. And luckily the guys I'm playing with were super supportive and they were like, well, I don't care as long as we play. <laughs> nice, you know, as long as nice. the music's good and we have good gigs. Gotcha. So they don't care what we're called. You know, and this is a band that is still performing oh, today. So you can stay on top of this by just simply, oh boy, CT and the TCB. Yeah, I know. It's confusing. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, CT and the TCB.com all spelled out. Okay. Now, there's one here I didn't know about at all. Haunted Hayride, composed <laughs> and performed by Chris Thayer. This, I've not heard a lick of this. Oh, it's... Were you contracted by one of the local pumpkin patches? I was. This? Really? I was actually hired <laughs> okay. to create music for a Haunted Hayride at one of the local pumpkin patches uh, uh, by a really good friend, Mia Mercado. Oh, I and, know the one. And she said, we need this for this, and we have this part here, and this is the clowns, and this is... So each one has a different theme that was supposed to go with a different station, and actors would jump out and do their scare bits. <laughs> it lasted for, I don't know, about a week. And then they decided this is too hard wrangling all these actors. We didn't put enough money into this. <laughs> and then I was stuck with this batch of songs. <laughs> and I'm like, well, 10 years later, I figured, oh, I'll just put it out there. A lot of stuff came out during the pandemic that I probably wouldn't have released otherwise. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm glad I did because I love that it's out there. And my daughter, Phoebe, actually sings on the Haunted Hayride album. Ah. She was very young at the time. Okay. But I think there's a song on there about campers or something where they're cannibal campers. And she's the one that sings on that song and it's her voice overdubbed a bunch of times. So it sounds like a group of kids. Would know? she be horribly embarrassed if that were playing in the background as we spoke of this? Probably, but do it anyway. Excellent. Okay, here <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Thank you. 
I wasn't being entirely snarky when I asked if it was oh, for no, one it, of the pumpkin patches. It's that silly. Just seemed it's like absolutely it could be. silly. Okay, wow. And I since have started working on another follow-up to this because I love the idea. It's kind of like Danny Elfman, but much less cool way of getting into <laughs> writing stuff for not scores, I guess, but background music. Or, oh, no, or that's music. really cool. That's one from The Haunted Hayride with Chris Thayer, or C.W. Thayer if you go looking for it, and Phoebe Thayer on the vocal work as well. You're listening to KVC Arts. I'm David Fleming. We are musically exploring, in essence, a poster Chris put together which showed 20 album covers from several different bands or projects of his over the years. This next one ended up being released as C.W. Thayer and Friends, The Other Side of the Pillow. Chris, I'm not sure if this is a different guest artist on each and every track, but... Yes. Yeah? Okay. Oh, it's a massive cast of people. It's probably like 24 different musicians from the area. I wanted something that would help show the community that we had in the Redlands area, Riverside area, because there was a really cool community Mm. that we had going in the 2000s. We all would play together, and if you would show up to somebody else's gig, they would invite you up to be part of it. And it was just a really wonderful time to play music. And I thought, how great would it be if my next album I did had a different guest person or people on every track? And the goal was, I don't want to do any background vocals and I don't want to do any solos on the record. I want every single other voice and every other instrument to not be me because I've gotten to the point where I'm doing a lot of my own stuff. Okay. Was this something that you had the idea of and then pursued it or was it really kind of a long process of recording with a variety of people and eventually you had enough material for an album? I always intended to do it but it did take about 10 years to do. It was just partially my own procrastination much like the novels. I just felt like the timing wasn't right and during the pandemic we had a lot of time Yeah. and I felt like this has been sitting long enough. It needs to be out there in the world and it's some of my favorite songs. There's some really personal stuff in there, some very wonderful songs that when I go out and play as a solo artist, these are the songs I pull from the most. Whether it be Coffee, which is kind of the story of my first date with my wife. Well, it was a date for me. She didn't realize it was a date. (laughs) She thought I was actually genuinely interested in the school she worked at, and I just wanted to hang out with her. (laughs) So, yeah. Or the song about being home soon and being away from the family and Mm -hmm. hearing the most beautiful sound of all is the sound of children laughing and, you know, all those things. And every day is the kind of love I wanted to have, the kind of love that I do have. It's an everyday thing. And one of my favorite parts of this project is that I did a video for every day 
and I don't appear in it. Everybody in the video is a friend who lip synced the song and then I cut the pieces together. Oh, it's just so wonderful. It is such a bright spot in my life. And if I'm ever feeling down, I just pop that on and it's like, wow, I've had a really great life and I know a lot of really wonderful people. Very, very much a feel good song. Oh, such a feel good song. The storybook villains. This is one of the next ones that we see as we go through this grid. This is very much similar to the Depravity yes. Brothers kind of thing that is stepping away from the TCB type of material to Absolutely. go into this grittier, rocking direction. So I forget what you described it as sometime back. Was it Howlin' Wolf meets Soundgarden? Oh, or something no, it, like was, it was like, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like if Muddy Waters... And Earth, Wind, and Fire joined forces <laughs> with Rage Against the Machine. Oh, good God! Okay, yeah, it was God. it was a, a very big mixture of sounds. Honestly, this was birthed from my feeling unfulfilled creatively with Big Papa and the TCB. Okay. And it was sort of just I want to create something that is genuine and something that's from the heart. And I felt a little trapped with what we had become with Big Papa a show band it's have fun feel good stuff yes. and this lets you go oh, and, and i love what we did and people really connected with big papa on a fun level and there are personal songs there but you know like anything like that when you're wearing zoot suits or whatever it just sure. kind of becomes theater more than it becomes personal and i oh, wanted yeah. to express myself more personally that's a um, nice point on that i remember the lead out song on this one i think it was in this cage there's a cool video, well worth checking out. Just go to YouTube, type the storybook villains in this cage. It was it either was, you or Ed watching some black and whites while playing this, and it was like, right. my God, this goes together. That, that was Ed, for sure. They came up with that idea, and I went and put it all together. And it just seemed to work. It was an old black and white film. The Buster Keaton thing. Or yeah, something. We were talking yeah. about that era, at least. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed putting that together and see how the lyrics just sort of worked with yeah. this little short film that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> I watched um, it again just a couple of days ago. Yeah, know, it was honesty, fun. Yeah, It was fun. The cool thing about that project and what I wanted it to be was B.B. King said you need to take the blues somewhere new. That's your responsibility as an artist is you need to take gotcha. what we've done somewhere new. And I really wanted to take it into a harder, more groove-centered world. And that was what my goal was with this band. We did two albums and as we got into that second album, I felt like it had lost what I loved about it. And it became more of a rock band. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just wasn't what I wanted to sure. do with it. And I sort of exited the project and left it with the other guys. If they wanted to pursue, I, they had my blessing. So yeah, it was just kind of like some of those albums that are just great albums. There's great music on them. And you know, they're out there for people yeah. to enjoy. The other two listed to complete the grid of uh, these 20 covers. There's also the first two from uh, Legba's Juke Joints. These are the accompanying CDs which go with books one and two for Legba's Juke Joint.
Well, with all of these albums, what is still available and where can people go for it? Oh, it's all available all online. Of this. Yeah, everything is on all of the digital streaming platforms. In fact, I think even Stillwater Black is on the digital streaming. There is one that's not included on the poster, and I suppose that's why you mentioned that this goes through 2021. There are a few not on the poster. I found um, no. Alone Together. Alone Together came out right after the pandemic when we opened up again. Okay. And those were all songs written during the pandemic. Everybody wrote their 2020 album. It just came out a little later for me. And I had grand ideas of recording videos for every song, and some of my favorite songs are also on this record. There is some really fun material there. There's also some stuff because, you know, Black Lives Matter happened during that time period. So there's some things about that. There's just a lot of really fun songs in there. And there's a lot of songs that speak to what was going on at that time in 2020, whether it be My America, which is is one of my favorite songs. It's kind of like where we are today is not My America. It's something that has been cheapened, and we need to get back to the ideal. We need to remember who we wanted to be. Mm, there we go. That's, That's I think, what I'm trying to say. It's okay. never been what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I want us to get back to being good to each other and to taking care of each other and respecting truth and honesty. And that's what a lot of that was about. So anyway, I don't want to get preachy here, but I was very passionate about that. I didn't like how horrible we had become to each other and how simple things like honesty and truth were completely thrown out. And those things matter. You wouldn't see But it's much too late now The damage is done and I hope that you're proud of the mess that you've made Cause you'll have to live with what you've done to Now, is Depravity Brothers on there at all? We so, skipped over that. How Depravity Brothers that? is also kind of born of that 2016 through 2020 era, and it's finally coming to fruition. It was always just a reporting project, and at this point, it's kind of that undone business that needs to be done, that I always wanted to put this project together. We always call it ugly, dirty, greasy blues. Mm, okay, it's sure. just churning and grinding and chugging along. And it's a lot of fun. It's the kind of music that you can't help but snarl. Your <laughs> lip goes up as you're listening to it. And go, Ugh. You know? You I'm glad I skipped it. over that because that'll be a nice way to be riding this out. There are three releases from the Depravity Brothers. Sure. And the Depravity love. Brothers uh, originally was me and a very talented drummer, Derek Smith. Derek is actually playing drums for Get the Let Out, mm. touring the country, playing giant venues like Red Rocks. He's one of the best drummers I've ever played with or known. I would love to be able to play with him, and it was great to work on these albums with him. But we are putting it together with some new faces. Caleb Roseberry from uh, the yeah. Story Big Villains is also part of this. And the more we listen to these together, the more we kind of said, we should do this. And he's part of the TCB as well. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually took Caleb to New Orleans recently. Oh, cool. Took him to our Mecca, as you would say, (laughs) our homeland. And he gets it now. So I've infected another person with the love of New Orleans. Sweet. 
And I didn't have a lot to say about it, but really I just wrote down, it's still a blues-based thing, but sure. a greasier, more raw approach. Well, and again, it's coming back to, let's take this somewhere new. Yeah. And I don't know if it's entirely new, but I think I want to find my new blues in this. I found it in TCB, but there's also this other darker side that I would like to explore. That's what I've been trying to do with this project. I'm a firm believer that, you know, Robert Cray said the blues doesn't need preservation. It needs mm. renovation. Oh, wow. And you have to continually evolve it or it dies. Ever so thankful that people like Chris are keeping this kind of thing not only alive, but evolving. It's been an exploration of several different bands or musical projects with Chris there at the helm, and a quick side note we didn't get to talk about, but one of the graphic novels, Grace, will have a spin-off novel coming quite soon. More at ibcomics.com, also cwthayer.com, for music, ct and the tcb.com, or depravitybrothers.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter, at c.w.thayer. Thanks again to Chris Thayer, and here at KVCR, thanks to Lillian Vasquez, Rick Dulock, and Shireen Awad. Find many past KVCR programs via podcast through iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, and Google Play, and most past shows are at kvcrnews.org slash arts. I'm David Fleming. Thanks especially to you for listening and for your support. <laughs>